and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how you doing uh not bad um why are we doing this podcast greg no reason why am i sitting alone in a room right now speaking to a laptop no reason why do i have a candle beside me <laughs> no reason oh, i see what you're doing yeah yes uh, <laughs> okay so we're doing Rubber from 2010, and if you don't know that, you'll know this. It's the Killer Tire movie. Yeah, and this is a movie that, like, all the different, um, like, horror pages I follow and whatnot, every once in a while someone will post, like, Have, has anyone ever seen the movie Rubber? And it gets, like, every single time the post explodes of, like, oh my god, that's a Killer Tire movie. And I always am so, like, proud of myself because... My very first Comic Con I ever went to, I met Robert the Tire. Dude, one, I'm surprised they only used one tire. But I did look it up, and it seems that's true. It was the same tire they used. But, I mean, I guess if you have it, use it. Like how they use the Green Goblin head for Maximum Overdrive. It's just wild, like, that these people could just tour around with this tire and make money. Oh, like, any time, like, I, then I would, like, post the, my picture with Robert the Tire, like, on the post. And I would always get, like, holy shit, how did you meet the tire? You have its autograph, right? I say, yeah, not only did I meet the tire, I have a bloody autograph from it where they rolled him in, like, red paint or something and rolled him on a piece of paper. And it's actually, like, it has, like, rubber, Robert the Tire. It's not, like, a blank piece of paper. They actually did well with it. Now, did he sign it in person, or were they pre-signed? No, they were pre-signed. And the thing, like, they literally had, like, if you've ever been to a Comic-Con, listeners, you know, it's like the celebrities are, like, at a ch in a chair behind a table, and they're all lined up. Well, there's, like, okay, so there's a tire, and now there's a couple people from Dawn of the Dead, and Dante's there, and it was just so weird to see, like, a tire sat in a chair behind a table, and no one around him. It's not like he had, like, a handler or anything or, like, someone to, like, make sure I didn't, like, <laughs> no one's, like, peeling pieces off of him or something, you know? You know what would just, like, be a punch in the gut is if you were one of those other celebrities and more people were meeting the tire than you. Oh, when I went up to meet Robert the tire, which is so weird to say. <laughs> it sounds so weird that you keep saying when I met the tire. <laughs> but he was super nice, a little quiet, but, you know, he'd totally listen to me talk. Uh, but there was, like, five other people standing around him, like, taking pictures and whatnot. And I'm like, so I guess you can just go up and take a picture with him? And they were like, yeah. I was like, will you take my picture with the tire? And so I'll post it on all the, our, our social medias. But there is a, a picture of a younger me uh, dressed as Sean from Shaun of the Dead hugging a tire. So th this movie is wild that it even exists when you think about it. And, like, I, I'm no stranger to this. I mean, last week we did the Killer Ice Cream movie. So, like, horror, especially schlocky horror in general, is famous for this. Let's take, insert inanimate object here and make it killer. But the tire one is still kind of mind-blowing to me that it exists. Well, and I also love the way they did it. 
Because didn't you watch like a Killer Couch movie or something not that long ago? No, I watched the Killer Pair, pair of Pants movie. It was slaps. Oh, that's right. Which I bet you, if I've never seen it, but I could guess it probably looks like a movie that came off the Sci-Fi Channel, and the acting is like Z level. It's not Z level, but it's yeah, it's what you'd expect. Yeah, where this one, I love the kind of take they do on it of like, well, why you know does this happen in a movie? No reason. Why is E.T. Brown and E.T. No reason, you know. And they're just like, we're gonna make a movie that is all. Completely no reason. Counterpoint to that, though, which I do like. But I feel like they do this whole no reason thing at the beginning as almost a way for them not to be able to be criticized. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to put it out that we know it's bad, but that doesn't quite still get you the pass on it. Where it's like, we already know we're going to get comments on it's a killer tire movie. We're going to go ahead and nip that in the butt. Yeah, that's what I think they're trying to do. I'm not sure if it works. Feels like a bit of a, you can't pull that card. But yeah, they definitely try pulling that card at the beginning. I was looking up who like uh, wrote and directed this and whatnot to see if they got an Edward Trifecta. It's Quentin Dupuix, I'm guessing. Dupuis. Dupuis, okay. I th- um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's French, so that'd be Dupuis if that's right. Okay, cool. Uh, he does it, he wrote it, um, directed it, edited it he was the cinematographer and also the composer but he didn't produce it so it's like i would almost give him the edward trifecta because he wasn't the producer as well but he did so many other things he deserves it well strange discrepancy when i looked it up he was listed as one of the producers oh so it works yeah i did get oh wait no my mistake i have WND, so no, yeah, just written and directed. You're right. Yeah, but it's also weird that, like, he's also, well, I guess, like, John Carpenter also, like, composes a lot of his movies, but he's also the cinematographer. I guess just because it's such a small movie, he's just like, I'll do as much as I can. Yeah, I'm not, no one else is going to sign on. I might as well do it. Yeah. Yep, Logan said, Rubber, 2010, Rated R, written and directed by Quentin Dupuy, episode 76. You ready to get into it? Yeah. All right, so it starts bizarrely. There's chairs all over the road, and there's a guy holding a bunch of binoculars. A car pulls up, hits all the chairs, and they kind of just collapse as they're all tapped by the car, and a cop gets out of the trunk. Yeah, I love their, like, breakaway chairs of, like, it's, like, Foley chairs of, like, if you were on a stage play and you had to sit down and fall down in the chair. It's, like, chairs made to break away, which I thought was always funny. Yeah, and so this is where we get the whole bit we were doing at the beginning, where he talks directly to what we think is the camera. It's like, in E.T., why is the alien brown? No reason. In Texas Chainsaw, why do you never see them go to the bathroom? No reason. And he lists off a thousand examples, no reason. And basically gives a speech, this movie is for no reason. And he hands out the binoculars to a whole group of what's the audience standing here. Well, my favorite one that also always makes me laugh every time I watch this movie is in um in Oliver Stone's JFK. Why does some random person shoot the president? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he hands out binoculars and these people are the audience for the movie. So they are watching the events unfold in real time as the movie, I guess. Exactly. It's it's bizarre. 
That's all I can say about this entire movie. I think they try to go for some really meta shit here that maybe even goes beyond me that I don't get. Well, yeah, because later on, because they're all, like, looking through the binoculars and they're all huddled together. There's also, like, there's two young girls. There's two, like, guys in their late 20s, early 30s, I would say, like, kind of nerdy, like, movie guys. There's, like, an older guy that's in a wheelchair. There's, like... A older African American lady. There's a father and a son. Like there, it's a very wide net of like the different people that are in this group. It's almost like it just looks like you go to a movie theater and it's just like whoever's there is there. Yeah, it's a giant demographic of everyone. And then we get the opening credits, which goes on for a very long time, and then we cut to a tire buried in the sand. Which, honestly, like, there's so much of this movie of just, you are filming and, like, you're just watching this tire roll around and not really even doing anything. Just sometimes just interacting with things in his environment. And it's just, like, almost calming in a way of just, like, it's so simple. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's weird watching it because I had a hard time focusing on it once in a while. It's, it's not a diss to the movie. But I'd just be watching this tire roll around the desert and do nothing for like five minutes at a click. And I'm like, okay. And I start getting distracted looking around the room. Not in a, I'm bored, but okay, I'm nice and relaxed. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, you would start to hear that, like, sound he starts to make. And then something would explode. And it's like, oh, shit, it got my attention again. Yeah, so real quick question, too. I've always referred to him as Robert the Tire. You have already... Online, I see him referred to as Robert the Tire. That's nowhere in the movie, right? No, um, it actually is. I think, um, but like it's before the, like, rubber, like, title. It's like Robert the Tire in, or it's like Robert the Tire, starring Robert the Tire. It does something with his name, but it is in it. But they don't ever say it, right? They never say it, no. Okay, I didn't think so. I'm like, so it's kind of like Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So the tire shifts, stands up, and rolls away, and then falls. Gets up again, tries to roll, and falls. It just keeps trying. It's a little tire that could. I love it, like, when it first gets up, and like you were saying, it's almost stumbly, and it doesn't know exactly how to roll right, and then every once in a while, it would just, like, fall over, do one of those weird things tires do, where it, like, switches directions out of nowhere, because it, like, rolled weird. Dude, how much do you think they were driving themselves insane when they tried to get it for a real long roll and it would just tip over? Well, in a few of these, like, I want to know how they got it to where the tire is, like, it's probably something with a wire or something, but it's like the tire is completely still and all of a sudden, like, rolls up over a curb. Uh, I don't know. I did, I did find myself thinking of that a lot at the beginning, and I won't lie, it's so weird by the end of it, I just accepted this moving tire and stopped thinking about it. Well, especially I love at the very end. I mean, we'll get there, but, like, what happens? And I'm just like, of course! God, it's... It, I don't know if I like this movie still. I, I enjoy watching this movie. I still don't know if I like it. The first couple times I watched it, like, the first time I watched it is because I was going to this Comic-Con, and I saw a tire was going to be there, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And that's how I discovered the movie. And then, yeah, like, it took me a couple times after that to be like, Okay, the movie's over. Did I enjoy that? And now I'm like, yeah, I love this movie. This is only the second time I've seen Rubber. Okay. And I remember the first time immensely enjoying it. This time I'm watching, I'm like, do I like it? 
Yeah, well, it's so weird. And, like, a movie that I would almost kind of compare it to just because it's such a, like, kind of slow, atmospheric, you can get yourself lost in the movie. It's called A Ghost Story. And it's basically, like, this guy dies and he uh, comes back as a generic ghost, like, in just, like, a sheet. And he returns back to his house and is just, like, living life over and over again. And, like, just watching everything happen until he can finally, like, uh, let go and, like, go away and whatnot. And then, like, the sheet vanishes. But it's just so much of just watching this guy in a sheet walk through a field. Or, like, just stand in this house and watch a woman do chores. It's like watching the tire just roll down the road for five minutes. That sounds like this a lot. But we get our first encounter. Robert the Tire encounters a water bottle. And then goes up it, kind of falls back, goes up. He just rolls over this one. No, no funny business here. Oh, no, he does blow up the water bottle, right? No, he just rolls over the water bottle because it, like, crinkles and it, like, it like uh, smushes. And I think that satisfies him enough. The next one he goes up to is a beer bottle. And he tries to do the same thing, but it doesn't crush like the water bottle does because it's glass. And he's, like, confused by it. And that's when he blows it up and is like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, he just, it sits there, I'm like, he, like it's a person. The tire sits there, shakes, like something's shaking it really hard, and then, like he said, whoop, 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 and then the thing will pop or explode. Yeah, and I love the first time it happens, it cuts back to all of our spectators with the binoculars, and they're all like, oh, wow! Yeah, we cut back to the audience a good bit, and they kind of have the same reaction you're having watching it. Well, then they start discussing, like, oh, is it telepathic, or what's, like, what's the mind control thing called? And they're all correcting each other, and, like, the teenage girls keep being snippy to everyone, and they're like, shut up, let's just watch it. Why do you have to keep talking? <laughs> yeah, it's legitimately a movie theater. Yeah. Um, he also blows up a tin can, he runs over a scorpion, Robert the Tire is having a day and a half, he stops by a tree falls over, and sleeps for the night. It's almost like Ultron, where he's, like, alive for 30 seconds and already wants to murder everything. Yeah, I've seen people try to explain this away, and I think the beginning gives us the explanation. There's no reason. Exactly. I've seen people say, it's a movie against pollution, because he's mad at all the litter. I don't think it's a movie against pollution. No, because that would give it a reason. Yeah, and it's no reason. Exactly. This is a, this is, I love this movie so much of, it's just like so much of no reason. Like all of a sudden now, like, why are there people spectating this? Like it's a movie. Why did none of them bring food? Why did none of them ask how long this was going to be for? Like only some of them brought sleeping bags. Yeah. And you mentioned about the food. They wake up and this is where we have the first, like, does anyone have any food? They're all getting pretty hungry. Yeah, we get our first morning, which is funny, because, like, everyone's just... Well, because the, um... His name is just the accountant, but it just, it's a guy in, like, a suit. And a, he has a briefcase, and he has a bicycle that he never rides, I don't think. He just carries it around for no reason. Yeah, he just walks and pushes it or lifts it. I, I love he, like, he has his briefcase. He just starts whacking everyone with it, being like, Wake up! It's starting again! <laughs> So they all get up, put the binoculars back on, and we see the tire drinking from a puddle. 
Yeah, which it's yeah. The, <laughs> is that what it is? Is it drinking or is it cooling off? I don't know. It's acting. Look, I think it's making drinking noises. Okay, that's what I'm I thought. pretty sure. Which it's like how? Why? Okay, I don't know for no reason. Then he, we see a rabbit. It's supposed to be a wild rabbit, but this is the most. That is a domestic rabbit that I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's fat and fluffy and not something you'd see out in the desert. Oh no, you see a like our neighborhood has a shit ton of rabbits. They're all like skinny and like super quick. This rabbit yes. looks like it could not hop. No, not at all. It's very cute. Yeah. But then Robert blows up the rabbit. Again, not the real rabbit. You can see the cutaway and then like the bloody fur that's left behind. Yeah, and I love later, like, the son, like, of the spectator, one of the spectators, like, wanders off, and he comes back with, like, the rabbit, and he's like, can we eat this? And they're like, it's obviously fake, look at it. <laughs> well, he finally makes it to a main road, he's been on, like, this dirt road path the whole time, like, this is a real, like, paved road and everything, and this girl goes driving past in a red convertible, and he starts shaking at the car, and the car doesn't blow up, but it does make it break down, and he starts rolling after the car. Yeah, I love the chase scene of all of a sudden Robert immediately sees, like, oh, look, pretty woman, go after. Yeah. And it's it's not exactly made um, apparent later on. Is it like a Frankenstein or King Kong thing with the woman where he, like, loves her but can't really be with her? Or is it a thing of he does want to kill her, but I don't, because, like, later on he's, like, peeking in on her? I think he does want to kill her. Okay. At least that's, that was my interpretation. I don't think Robert has feelings for anybody. I think he wants to make little tires with her. Oh, I mean, it's possible. Oh my god, just like half human, half tire people. And it's like Robert and her like in the nursery and the babies are just like, Kill me! Kill me! <laughs> this is a little rubber like person with tread all over him. Like they're using their mind control abilities to kill each other so like they're taking each other out of misery but then there's one left and he's like no! <laughs> As he's rolling after he gets hit by a truck and then the car starts back up again drives away. Um, Robert now kind of defeated but still on the move explodes a crow and catches up to the truck that hit him at a gas station. Yeah, which I love, like, yeah, now we're, I always, like, I'm putting emotions into this tire, where I'm now like, oh, Robert's mad now, he's gonna go get revenge. It's so weird, because they don't give him facial expressions, they don't really have him, like, move, like, shake his head yes or no or anything, really, like, I think it's just we've watched so many movies, we know when a camera holds on something, like, from down below pointing up, it's typically anger and things like that, that we can assign these emotions to it. It could honestly be that of the filmmakers are like, the audience is smart enough to get this. Like, let's just, we don't have to explain every little tiny thing to them. I'm glad they didn't too, because if, I feel like that would ruin it if we had a backstory to, about why Robert sentient and all that stuff. I don't think I would like it as much. Oh no, it's, well, it's just like how we did the stuff and it was, why, where did the stuff come from? What is its ultimate plan? We don't know. It's just happening. Yeah, exactly. What a double feature that we did not plan, by the way. A great, like, creature feature that you would not think of usually. Yes, the ice cream and the tire. 
but he catches up to the truck, and this is the first time we see him kill someone. He shakes at the truck and explodes the dude's head that's sitting in the truck. Yeah, which is an awesome effect. Every head explosion I love. And when you see every, there is a fuck ton of them. Yeah. Especially later, like, I love where it's like, uh, late, it's like towards the end of the movie and it's like three days later. And like, it just keeps cutting to like a million people Robert's killed. Oh, you're not kidding. I'm the guy who has to tally all those things. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, rubber's going to have a hell of a body count. Oh, it does. Holy fuck. Does it have a big body count, which we will get to at the end of the episode. Now, does the bunny count? No. Damn it. You know, people. It's a cute bunny. Or humanoid-like things. Yeah, humanoid. Yeah, we have to make that caveat. <laughs> yeah, every now and then something else will get counted in there. Was anthropomorphic enough? If we, if it's cute enough and not just an animal, we'll count it. <laughs> yes. So he kills that dude and then just rolls away again. And he catches up to the girl in the red car at the motel. And, okay, time for a Greg Calls bullshit. Scroll. <laughs> Goes into her motel room, leaves the door open, takes a shower, leaves the bathroom door open. Yeah. Who in their right mind does this? Yeah, that's never happened, ever. Or if it no. has happened, it's a already pre-set-up thing that they're like, oh, this would be a fun thing to do tonight. And it's like, you're they're like her husband that walks in. It's like, oh, who are you? It's like a role-play thing. Oh, yeah. So, some weird role-play stuff? Okay, I'll give you that. But you don't just get naked with your motel door open while creepy tire watches. Also, our necessary nudity for the horror movie here, and that seems to be the way they're playing it, because it cuts the audience after you see her naked get into the shower and everyone's commenting on it. Yeah, and I love, like, the dad, like, snatches the binoculars away from the sun. And then, like, the two, like nerdy guys are arguing like oh her ass isn't that good are you kidding that's a great ass and then like the um older ladies like i don't know about her ass but her tits are pretty nice and yeah it's a weird thing and it also kind of like calls out audiences watching things because it's weird because they're allegedly real and the people are real and they're watching it but this is what people do in movies all the time but it's odd when you put it in this kind of context yeah, where it's, they are just watching. Yeah, technically they're just watching her through binoculars. <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd. The tire goes into the motel. I don't think it's her room, though, is it? No, it goes into the one beside her room because then Robert starts, like, loudly listening to, like, a hula show. Like a, like how Hawaiians, like, do the hula and whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, like a luau. Yeah, it's a luau show. It looks like for some special from the 70s. And um, he just starts listening to that extremely loud and then is like, I'll take a shower later. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's something. OK, and then we cut to what's his name? The assistant or what is it? The accountant. The accountant is in a hotel room and he gets a phone call from the master. Oh, yes. I love where he answers the phone and it's like Renfield. It's like, yes, master. Yeah. And then he is. He sees a turkey in his room. He has a living turkey, and he opens up a briefcase with a bunch of vials and knives and takes the knives out and kills the turkey, and then we later find out cooks and prepares it full of poison. Yeah, I love the shot of it just cuts to, like, a wide shot, and there's a turkey all of a sudden. Because there's also, like, the quick scene of him, like, polishing, polishing his shoes 
And then I love he walks up to the mirror, puts his shoes on his hands, and like fake walks to see what it would look like while he's walking in his shoes. Dude, it's so weird. And look, I gotta say this. It's bizarre of the concept of the killer tire. You know what? At this point, I had bought into it. You know, we've been in this movie long enough. Right. So, I won't lie. The audience stuff and this guy and everything. At this point, I'm like, get them out of here. No more. Oh, no. I just want to see what happens with this tire. I love their stuff. Like, I love the audience stuff. Like, especially what happens in, like, just, like, the next scene or two. I love the accountant stuff because he's so weird and funny. I like it enough, but it's weird. I think I'd like the movie better if we just had the Killer Tire movie. If we took out the other stuff, you know, as dumb as it is, at this point, I was okay with the concept. I'm already bought the ticket I'm in. Like, okay, let me see this tire's killing rampage. Oh, this movie would be like 45 minutes long then. Well, give me more rolling scenes. <laughs> yeah, just it's just ASMR type stuff. Of just, just like 15 minutes straight of Robert rolling down the road and through the desert. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Oh, look, he found another water bottle. I hope he smushes it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, the next morning, the accountant brings the cooked turkey to the audience, and they're all starving, and they all jump on it and start ripping it apart like zombies. Oh, yeah, I love where, like, he yeah, he just rolls up, he has a turkey in the bag, he just dumps it on the ground, like, in the sand, because we're in the desert. And, like, yeah, they all, like, devour it. And I love, like, how they treat it and how they film it of, like you said, it's, like, zombies ripping apart a person. Where, like, they just become, oh, like... 100% zombie, yeah. They become, like, feral people. All except for the guy in the... Older guy in the wheelchair. And he's kind of shaking his head, like, ah, idiots. And he goes back to watching the movie. <laughs> he's very intent on the movie. And, okay, what are they trying to say here? What's the deal with this guy and the audience and everything? I, I don't think this one's no reason. I think this is actually supposed to be something. Well, yeah, I love where it's like they're trying to end the movie, but he just won't let it. He's just like, no, like, you're not going to just take me out. Like, you're not just going to explain it away in some bullshit thing. I want to know the real ending. Like, is this supposed to be like the internet yelling at, like, the filmmakers kind of thing? Or I don't know. I don't know. I think it is supposed to be a metaphor, but I won't lie. It either went over my head or was not delivered well at all. Yeah, because I'm it's or it's just supposed to be so vague that you kind of put your own thing on it. I don't know. Yeah, once we get to that, I really don't understand. Or honestly, once we get to this part, I don't get it when the whole turkey thing. But the cutting back to the room, the maid interrupts Robert's shower and just sees a tire in the shower and rightfully just throws him outside. Like, what the fuck is this? Also love that the sheets are covered in tread marks. Oh, yeah, and dirt. And, but that doesn't seem to even throw a rush. Like, I've seen some shit. How, how often have we talked about this? The worst career to be in a horror movie is at Hotel Maid. Oh, yeah, look at Devil's Rejects Maid. Like, that poor lady. Oh, yeah, it's you don't want to do that. But Robert goes back inside to the room after he's thrown out, and a boy sees it and goes to his dad, I just saw a live tire. Yeah, immediately does the thing we always say not to do of don't explain the like out of out of world uh, like thing that doesn't actually exist. Don't explain it exactly how you saw it. Try to be vague. I saw something go into room three. You like? <laughs> yeah, looked creepy. Dad doesn't believe him and sends him to get a pizza. Don't forget my extra toppings. Yeah, double toppings. Uh, you're bored, aren't you? That's why you're fucking bothering me. 
<laughs> Kid gets on his bike and leaves. We cut back to Robert just sitting on the bed watching TV again, and the maid is dead. Yeah, where he's, yeah, I love, it's like, no, you're not turning my TV off. Also, I was trying to take a shower. You just threw me in the dirt. Now I'm dirty again. I got to start over. Imagine if you're in a hotel, Brett. You're taking a shower in your room. Right. A maid comes in and just turns your shower off and throws you out into the sand. Yeah, now I'm covered in, like, I'm wet, so the sand is sticking to me. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> You'd probably go back in that room pretty angry, too. If I could explode heads, I also would. Exactly. Robert leaves the room at this point and sees the girl who he's been watching, the car girl, at the pool. Did you catch the shadow blooper here? No, I didn't. So she gets out of the pool, and Robert, the tire's sitting there. She obviously doesn't think anything of it. It's a tire. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, you're following me. And she walks past it and supposed to like walk back to, to the room. But all she does is walk right out of camera frame, and then she just stops because she's out of the shot. But you can see her shadow the whole time where she walks out and just stands there. So you see the shadow just stop once she's out of camera frame. Oh, that's hilarious. I love shit like that so much. Yeah, I don't know. I caught it this time. I don't remember catching it the first time, but then again, that was so long ago, too. Like, I'm honestly probably going to, like, after we get done recording, I'm going to go back and fast forward to that just, just to see it myself because I love anytime you see a boom mic shadow or, like, a shadow of a person that's not supposed to be there. Or um, what was the uh, was it a Marvel show or was it Mandalorian? What where there was like the guy in jeans, blue jeans in the background. That was Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah, they edited him out like a day later. Rest in peace, jeans guy. But we remember, and he has an action figure, and like, oh yeah, we will never forget. <laughs> After she leaves, the the boy that was sent for pizza got his pizza. He's driving his bike back. And he sees the exploded crow from earlier and is like, here's your extra toppings. One, right before this, a hitchhiker sticks his thumb out for him. What are you going to do? Ride on, like, the, the pegs? Like, what's his idea here? Oh, yeah. I love, like, it just makes no sense of, like, what are you expecting? Yeah, but the hitchhiker sees the boy picking up the exploded crow parts and putting it on the pizza for his dad it just has the most disgusted look on his face well just think about like okay so if you're hitchhiking you're probably like you don't have a whole lot of money and like you're like maybe a little hungry because you're in middle of the desert you see this kid like ride by on a pizza with a pizza he stops <laughs> not on a pizza <laughs> yeah, he rides by a, if, if with this movie that's what would make sense <laughs> no reason he, he rides by like with a pizza stops opens up the box and you're like oh maybe he's going to give me a slice then he smears it with crow stuff and like rides away and you're like what the fuck god damn it like is this some kind of weird torture like they know i'm starving <laughs> they have food and they rub dead roadkill on it it's like i gotta get the fuck out of this town <laughs> and then robert goes swimming and by swimming he kind of just rolls into the pool yeah i want to know what his plan for getting out was roll out i don't know i would well yeah it's just like oh hell like wait to be saved like robert loves water oh yeah he does which then i love it cuts to the um uh audience and they're like wouldn't a tire float and they're like the inner tube would but the tire part wouldn't they're like oh and they're having like this debate on if tires would float or not yeah that's when they're all arguing back and forth and calling to each other do you know anything about physics and that's when we start they start talking about that they're sick 
Yeah, like the son, like the the kid is like having a belly ache, and his dad's just like, "Oh, you just ate too quick. We all did." And then like, uh, his belly starts aching even more. Then the dad's uh, stomach starts hurting. Then it just like goes around to everyone where they're crying. And I love the old like guy in the wheelchair is just like, "Yeah, they poisoned the turkey. It's a trap." And they're like, "A trap? One? Why are they trying to kill these people anyway?" So the move, so they can stop with the movie. Like that seems what their entire goal is: is just to like start this movie, kill off the audience. Okay, now we don't have to finish it. But why start the movie in the first place? No reason. Oh my god! (laughs) But the boy finds the dead maid. They call the police, and he gets the tire out of the pool. And the cop calls off the investigation at the. All the cops are there for a, while, for a while because he gets the call that all the people are dead. He realizes the audience is probably eating the poison turkey by now. Oh yeah, the um the accountant comes up and like whispers in his ear all creepily, and like the sheriff is just like, "You sure?" And he's just like, "Yes, it's done, master." Like, <laughs> yeah, he goes, "This is not real life," and it's weird. This is where he has one of the deputies shoot him. He's not wearing a bulletproof vest, and there's blood and everything. But look, I'm fine. Shoot, shoot me again. They shoot him a bunch of times. He's okay. He goes, this isn't real life. You're holding a stuffed alligator. And one of the cops is holding a stuffed alligator. Yeah, I love he's like, so? I also love, like, he rips off his um patch, like his sheriff patch on the side of his uniform. And then, like, in a minute when they're like, sir, one of them is still alive. We have to keep going. And he, like, Really? And he, like, sticks the patch back on, but it's, like, crooked now, and... Yeah, he just crudely slaps it back on, and... Because also, they're, like, checking the body back, like, but there's a body. He goes, none of it's real. Check her. And like, no, she's still very dead. And that's when they find out there's still one audience member watching. Yeah, and he's like, god fucking damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It cuts to him by the pool, questioning um, a guy there. He's, like, reading his lines, because he doesn't know, like... And the tire comes out and blows the guy's head off who's questioning. And he pulls out his lines like, oh my god, the killer, the kid was right. The killer is a tire. Yeah, and I love he almost like rolls his eyes and he does, he says in like such a sarcastic way of just like, oh my god, the killer is a tire. <laughs> I love you. The sheriff comes back to like interview the dad again, and he sits down, and the dad's like, "Um, you're covered in blood." The sheriff's like, "Just don't mind that." <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Pizza Kid is somewhere around the corner of a building, I guess, and he, the tire's there. He's talking to Robert. He's like, "Can you understand me?" He's talking to him, and Robert just rolls away. Robert doesn't like kids in movies. Yeah, Robert's like looking at himself in a mirror, and like the kid like was like. Did you kill those people? And, like, Robert, like, turns to him. Like, it's just, I laughed out loud. I was like, it's so funny. And then I love it. Yeah, yeah, the tire just rolls away from him. And it's almost like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you, kid. (laughs) Boring conversation anyway. Yeah. Uh, This is where we get the cop, for some reason, takes a tire off a car for this visual demonstration. As if the other officers would not know. But anyway, takes a tire off a car. He's like, this is what our killer looks like. Yeah, and I love, it's like, and I know, I know, if you have any questions, get them out of the way now. And it's like, does it have a name brand? It's like, no, I don't believe so. And I love the one officer, like, raises his hand. 
He's like, yes. He's like, is the tire black? In his defense, there are tires that are, like, mainly white and stuff that you'll see on, like, those classic cars and stuff. Oh, yeah, where they have, like, the white, like, uh, stripe around them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, back in, like, diners and milkshakes and roller skate days, you'd see those weird tires like that. Back in Drill Killer from Slumber Party Massacre 2 days. You know exactly what I mean, yes. They're buzz buzzing all around. (laughs) But... Yeah, that's the whole, this is the killer. And the kid comes up and is like, I saw the tire go that way. And then all the cops leave. Yeah, we're in, uh, oh yeah, and this is where it, um, it cuts back to the audience, which is now just the old man in the wheelchair. And the accountant is like pushing what looks like a room service cart up to him through this desert with like trays and like those fancy like dome coverings where you like present the meal. And he's like, I forget exactly what he presents him, but he's like, oh, we have some tuna tartare and we have this other like spoon, like a flame mignon and like this with like some kind of special goose sauce. It's like all this like fancy food. And he's just like, nah, I don't want it. Because he knows, like, they're just trying to kill him so they can stop. Look, any tartar meat is disgusting because it's just uncooked meat. Pretty oh, much. is that what that is? However, yeah, but here's the thing. You know when that's even grosser? In the fucking desert. Yeah, and it's fish. Yeah. You know how spoiled that has to be at that point? I, it immediately went bad. Yeah, even if it wasn't poisoned, now it is. Because then they start being like, okay, well, what's going on right now? And, like, the um, old guy's like, yeah, it's a pretty high-speed chase right now going on versus Robert versus the police. It's a, it's a really riveting scene. And then they, like, wait, like, ten seconds before they cut to it. They, like, make you wait. Yeah, and they, there is a, and he goes, okay, puts the binoculars on, looks, and it is Robert being pulled over by the police. I don't know why I say he turns around, because it's not like he has a face, but he does turn around. Yes. And explodes the cop's head. Right. Then we cut back to what's really going on here, and the accountant, the accountant, right? Yes. Is telling the guy in the wheelchair about when he killed his brother, because he just couldn't take the screaming anymore, and he was stuck, so I took a rock and bashed his head in. He's telling him this as he's eating the poisoned food that he brought to poison the guy. Yeah, and I love, like, he he's, like, he's, like, leaning against the cart, like, like, so he keeps reaching backwards and grabbing more food, and he's like, man, these eclairs are really good, are you sure you don't want one? And he's like, no, and the old guy's like, no. He's like, okay, and he just keeps eating and eating of just like, wow, this is really good. And then, like, his stomach makes a noise or anything. He's like, oh, I don't feel good. He's like, oh, no, this was for you. This is poison. Yeah. (laughs) No, the guy just forgot. Either he forgot or he was just like, the master's going to be, like, angry with me if I don't, if I come back and this guy's still not dead. So I might as well just kill myself. Like, I don't know. I, I don't either, but then he dies. Yeah, dies where he's like, and it's not a quick like thing of like, oh, he falls over. He start he like starts like moaning, and he starts like screaming. Then he's like begging the old guy to help him somehow, and like finally he just curls up like mid scream and dies. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's whatever, and. We cut back to Robert, and he sees a tire fire, and this pisses Robert the fuck off. 
Yeah, and it always, anytime I see a tire fire, I immediately think of The Simpsons, where they're like, the tire fire's been going on for 30 years. <laughs> then we get our three days later card, oh and then God. just this crazy amount of exploded head corpses all over the place. And I'm also like, it's also awesome of like, there's like a couple of them are in like a grocery store. Like there's a parking lot with like 10 of them. Um, I also want to think about the sheriff having to go through this for like three days longer than he had to. He's like pissed off and perturbed. And he's like, God damn, this goddamn old guy just won't die. So we can't end this movie. The cops find Robert in a house watching NASCAR and... I love their plan. They set up a mannequin outside the house rigged with explosives, so when Robert blows up its head, it'll make the explosives go off, blowing up Robert in the process. Right. They use a speaker to lure him out, and they have the girl from the beginning on a microphone in the van. Also, have you noticed, like, no one in this movie has a name? In the credits, they all do, and on, like, IMDb and stuff, but in the movie, you know, like, nobody's name. No, yeah, even to the point of, like, the old guy in the wheelchair is just called Man in Wheelchair. Like, that's what he's credited as. Yeah, it's, we don't know anybody, but, so that's what I'm just saying. Girl from beginning is on the microphone saying, come on out, blow my head up, you want to kill me, things like this. Also, what accent does she have? Is it Russian, or is it, like, a European I don't remember. I thought it was Hispanic, but I'm not sure. No, it's like some, I'm pretty sure it's like a Russian or like some kind of European accent where she keeps being like, come on, come on, kill me, kill me. I don't recall that at all. That's weird. Yeah, I kind of took it as um that kind of accent. And what, you thought it was more I'm Spanish? I'm not sure. Well, it might be. I have no idea. I have no idea. You accent. watched this more recently, though. You might be right. But anyway, the sheriff takes over the mic because she's not reading the ridiculous lines that he wrote. And Robert looks like he's he was buying it for a minute, but once the sheriff comes on, he's not buying it anymore. Starts backing up, and then the girl gets back on, and then he's back in it again. I love they're like, yeah, he's not buying it. Put the girl back on. <laughs> the, our lone audience member left, I guess, has come down, and he's sitting outside the van, knocks on it, says, the scene makes no sense. Yeah, he's like, why don't you, like, uh, get someone with a flamethrower? Or he's like, it's exactly like an au- an audience member, like, on the internet going, well, this is how it would make the movie better. This would be my ending. And stuff like that is what this almost seems as, because uh, the sheriff is just like, okay, thanks so much for your input. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, old guy kind of leaves, and they shut the door, and he's like, asshole. For real, like, this is like us talking about Jason. Why don't they hit him with a rocket launcher? Yeah. Why don't you use a flamethrower or a bazooka? Well, and I also love where he's like, yeah, it's making no sense. Like, this, what are you guys doing? And he's like, well, we wouldn't be here if you had eaten the turkey. And he's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we wouldn't have to keep making these movies if you guys would, would stop watching them. Yeah. Robert's getting mad. He does explode the mannequin's head, but the explosives don't go off with it. Yeah, and I love that they're like, it didn't work, and the sheriff is just, like, super pissed off and is like, fuck this. And, like, grabs a shotgun, because Robert rolls back inside the house to finish NASCAR, which is so perfect that the tire is watching NASCAR. I did think that was funny, too. And goes in, and, like, the uh, spectator, like, uh, the audience is just like, what are you doing? You can't, you can't end it like this, because he just shoots Robert in half, 
and like t- brings out his qu- quote unquote corpse and like throws it on the ground. And he's like, come on, this isn't a good ending. It's like a shredded tire that you'd see on the side of the road or something that he brings out. Yeah. And my favorite line of the entire movie is um, because then a tricycle comes rolling out of the house and he's like, he's not dead yet. He came back as a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How does he reincarnate as a tricycle? No reason. This is my one of my favorite movies to do because every time you have like a question about the plot, I can just say that and I'm right. I mean, I still think it's a cop out, but I know what you're saying. Oh yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> the tricycle, I guess Robert the tricycle explodes the audience guy's head. Yeah, I love the old guys just like because the tricycle turns to him and the old guy's like, "No, I, I'm not part of this. I'm just watching." Doesn't matter, to Robert the tricycle. This is like Uber Jason and Jason yeah. X because it's a metal version. <laughs> the only better thing is if there was like da 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 music going on when he appears from the house. The cops drop the girl back off at her car. Tricycle drives past, and then drives past a tire. But then the tire sits up and keeps going down the road. More tires do the same. He's leading like a whole little tire army, and then. This does confuse me a little bit here, for no reason, but then we get the title card, Robert, like it's the end of the movie, and then we get like another three minute scene of the tricycle and tires riding around, and they go to Hollywood. Yeah, which I love that scene of like that shot of it's all like, it's the tricycle and like all the different tires of like, there's normal size ones, there's little ones, there's like a giant tractor tire, and it's just them like, yeah, now they're at Hollywood, and it's like, uh, now what? Was this the director saying, like, this movie's going to get me to Hollywood? Or is that just, like, the next, like, it's almost like uh, Robert goes to Hollywood, like Jason takes Manhattan? I mean, I don't know. I don't think they know. But, yeah, then credits, and that's rubber. Yay, I love this movie. This movie's a fun time to watch. Not a good movie. Fun time to watch. Yes. Yeah, there's a difference between it's a fun movie and a good movie. That's whenever you were asking me, like, what am I watching? And I'll go, oh, it's a really fun movie. You're like, oh, God. No, it's when you just say it's good and nothing else. (laughs) That's when I know I'm in trouble. No, it's like, no, it's good. And I have nothing to back that up with. What other movies are there like this? I mean, the first one that jumps to my head is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Um, That, like a ghost story, like I said earlier, just tone wise, but not plot wise whatsoever. Um, yeah, slacks, like I was talking about earlier, the killer pair of jeans. I mean, kind of the stuff. Uh, that one's a little tougher, but... In a way. I, I'll allow it. Yeah, No, it would work. Yeah, just not as much like this. Even, like, the blob, or something like that, even. Yeah, well, even the blob, it's like, it makes sense, and it's not, like, a weird... Like, this movie, it's, like, it's almost like an art film of just, like, we're gonna make a movie make zero sense whatsoever, but you're still gonna like it. Yeah, true. Well, you want to get into Count of the Dead? Yes, where are we at with Count of the Dead? Ah, ah, ah. All right, so this is a big one. But if you don't know the Count of the Deads, where we tally up all the deaths in the movie, and we add to our grand total of all the movies we've covered so far. Last episode, we did The Stuff, which left us with a Count of the Dead of 797. Where do you think Rubber brought us? Oh, I hope we get to 800 with this one. Oh, we do. So it's we have more than two? Yes. Okay. Well, that would be three, but yes. Yes. Um, oh god. 
I'm gonna say seventeen. Seventeen? Yeah, because especially that parking lot scene. There's at least five or six right there. There are. You are way off, though. Oh, it is thirty-three. What? Yeah, there's 33. You forgot the audience. There's 12 of them. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot about them. Yeah. I well, forgot 13 if we count the guy at the end, too. Because uh, I always just saw them as like an extension of like me watching it with them. I forgot they were actually in the movie. Yeah, 33 deaths in this, which brings us to 830. Holy sh- And it's a nice round number. I like that. Yeah. I was shocked at how many there were in this Killer Tire movie. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah, this is probably the biggest one we've got in, like, a couple of months. Yeah, we're, I'm trying to think of, like, any other, like... I know the Toxic Avenger must have been huge. Toxie had a lot. Malignant had a lot. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods had a fuck ton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Malignant with that prison jail, jail scene alone. Yeah. But yeah, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my ratings from Dimension Z. Which it's basically, I do a rating system from 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. And I pick something from the movie to rate that thing. What's our metric this week? Well, because I was thinking about it this week of like what I could do. And like I always try to do something that like sticks out in my mind randomly from the movie. And what rim- randomly stuck out to me this time is when the dad's like, uh, you're bored. Go get me a pizza. Double toppings. Okay. And then later he's like, here's your double toppings. So I want to do pizza toppings. Okay. I don't know if I've done this one before or not, but I don't care. You've done slices of pizza before. I don't believe you've ever done pizza toppings. Oh, so good. I'll count that as different. Good. Okay, so a number one pizza topping, which would be the worst, and this is just my opinion, I know people like this kind of pizza, but like the Hawaiian pizza that has like pineapple and uh, uh, ham on it, like when I was going to college, they would sometimes get us pizza for like in the break room, and it'd be like, oh, it's pizza Friday, and the one time I got there kind of late, and all the pizzas were gone. Except for one, there was one full pizza on the side, and I looked at it, and it was Hawaiian pizza. And I was like, you know what, I always th- I always diss this pizza, but I've never tried it, let me try it. I took one bite of free pizza and spit it out. Man, I don't agree with this rating system at all, I like a good Hawaiian pizza. Really, you're one of those people. Yeah, it's not my go-to or anything. Like I'm, I'm pretty standard pepperoni guy for the most part. But no, if there's a wine pizza there, I'll definitely eat it. Now, what are your thoughts on anchovies? Fuck that. See, because you I know, like you anchovies. Don't eat, I don't eat it. You know, I don't eat anything that comes out of the water. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot that you don't like fish and seafood and whatnot. Yeah, nothing out of the water. Okay, so think about your number one is like anchovies because I love anchovies. Okay. And a number 10, I'm thinking, like, what is the number one pizza topping? And that is every topping. The Supreme Pizza. Man, me and you have extremely different pizza tastes. Really? Yeah, I don't like a Supreme Pizza. It's too much going on. Oh, I love a Supreme Pizza. What's your favorite topping, then? Pepperoni, dude. Oh, just pepperoni alone? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could definitely put that as probably, like, my second favorite topping that's beside every topping. (laughs) Everyone is tuning out. We've been arguing about pizza for like five minutes. <laughs> well, now I'm hungry too. <laughs> um, 
I would rate this seven pizza toppings out of ten. I've watched this movie like many times over the years. I love it. I always love getting to tell my Robert the Tire story. It just tickles me. And just this, I think it's just this movie is hilarious. Uh, just like we have very different opinions of pizza toppings, we have very different opinions. I went four and a half pizza toppings. Oh, wow. So you wouldn't even recommend this? I, You know, I don't like to do the five recommend thing because I still would. Okay. But it's, look, you know what you're going to get. It's the Killer Tire movie. But like I said, I even bought into the Killer Tire movie too. Once we got too much on this stuff, I didn't like it as much. But that's not to say I didn't want any of it in there. Like the part where the guy knocks on the van, like, the scene makes no sense. I thought it was, I love that part. Yeah. Some of it just got a little so out there. I'm like, okay, I could cut this out. Like some of the accountant stuff. I'm like, oh, whatever. Even though it did make me laugh at the shoes. There's just, I think it could have used a tune up, I guess. I see. I love the account, like all the accountant stuff of like, every time I would see him coming from like the background into the scene, I would just be like, oh yes. Like here's this weird dude. Yeah, but like, yeah, watch it. I mean, it's the Killer Tire movie. You have to watch it once. Definitely. At least once. I probably won't want... I know when I watched this, too. I watched this in 2012, so it's been exactly 10 years. Oh, okay. So maybe in 2032, I will watch it again. When we can cover it, we can do a retrospective on Throbbing in 10 years. Exactly. Yes. When we're still doing this. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a rubber requel. Oh, yes. Rubber versus Malignant versus Basket Case. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff shows up it's just an ice cream container sitting there hell yeah dude if we're doing a versus it's gotta be rubber versus the killer tomatoes see i haven't seen killer tomatoes in so long yeah but i mean i feel like those ones go to better together against that would other. be is that would be interesting all right we want to tell them about next week yes what are we doing next week greg next week we are doing my bloody valentine oh yeah a first time watch for me I know you told me that. I'm excited to see what you think about it. Yeah, which I'm excited to see it. It's one of those movies I've always meant to see, watch. It's just not come across my playlist yet. And this is just gives me an excuse like it's making me watch it, which I'm excited about. Yeah, and our good friend Razor Rob will be joining us because Rob loves that franchise. Well, franchise is two movies, but Rob loves those. So, of course, we'll bring Rob on. And obviously, look at your calendars. Of course, we're doing My Bloody Valentine next week. Exactly. And I would almost say, like, this movie, this week's movie is kind of dedicated to Rob in a way because of tires. Yeah, yeah, Rob likes always yells at me about my tires being too low and all that stuff. Makes sense. He likes cars, and cars have tires, so... Yeah, so this is like the prequel to Rob coming on next week. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got, man. You know, uh, follow us on all the socials, um, rate us five stars, all that stuff. We have a crazy, it's actually probably out already by now. I don't know where I'm talking about this. But in case, look for that bonus episode that just dropped. That's all I'll say. Yeah, where it just happened today for us, like where we kind of found the news of it. The news of it. So like we're still riding the high of it. But yeah, by the time this comes out, it should probably be out. And just imagine how happy we are. Yeah. You know, as soon as that's recorded, I'm going to have that thing edited and uploaded. So oh, yeah, that's, that's coming out soon. It's like, well, an hour after it's done, it's already posted. Yeah. But that's all I'll say on it. Just in case anything doesn't go right. But yeah, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, I, yeah, I cannot wait for that to be coming in the future. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but also check out Greg on his other show, Geek Positive. And uh, with Razor Rob coming on, make sure to check out his show, Audio, the Audio Anxiety Radio Show. And all you cool, hip video game kids, follow him on Twitch at Two Steppin' Dad. Yes. I don't know how to spell that. Figure it out. I should have wrote that down. He'll tell you next week. Exactly. Yeah, but unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. All right. Well, we hope you had fun with this week's movie and join us next week for My Bloody Valentine. And I hope that rubbers left your brain throbbing with horror.